I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the relatively new president of the Delaware College of Art and Design, Jean Dahlgren. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Paul. So glad to have you here, not only uh, to uh, joining the Delaware College of Art and Design, but but Delaware. Yes. Let's, let's hear a little bit about your background. We share some sort of geographic uh, commonalities there. We do. We there, do. But... Yes, I'm a native New Yorker, born in the Adirondack Mountains, and I uh, grew up in a small town not far from Ticonderoga, New York. And so really upstate New really York. Really upstate, yeah. yes. <laughs> As people like to say, is that next to Canada? Well, <laughs> moving in that direction. But uh, And then I got as far south as Albany. Uh, I went to school in western New York at SUNY Oswego. I went back there for my first master's. I uh, lived in Syracuse for a while and then came to Albany in 1985. And I was uh, working at the Sage Colleges there for the last 30 years when this opportunity came up. But I've never lived out of New York State, so everything about moving to Delaware is new. And I have to say, I I love my new adopted home. I'm very, very excited to be here. Now, what what was the area of the arts that you studied? That's a great question. And uh, I like to call myself a hybrid because I started off really like a lot of artists, young artists, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. So I got to college as a fine arts major uh, at SUNY Oswego and uh, worked with some faculty members in the printmaking department who were fairly well-renowned. And uh, they encouraged me and that became my passion and that was my major uh, in the fine arts area was printmaking as an undergrad. And then I worked in Syracuse uh, in an illustration job for a couple of years, and I went back and talked to my mentor at SUNY Oswego, and he encouraged me to come back and do a master's. But I did a master's in painting, and I did very large format watercolor paintings for a long time. Finished that master's. And then, of course, employment uh, opportunities were what was top of mind. And I had done an internship in the communications office at SUNY Oswego. And um, I had always been interested in type. I was the kid in high school who did the, and back in, when I went to high school, it was hand-lettered posters for the dances and that kind of thing. But no one had ever talked to me about graphic design per se. So when I was in the communications department, I realized there was this whole field that combined type and image and idea making and uh, entrepreneurship. And, and I found that was my passion. And I worked as a graphic designer for many years before going into education. And then I, um, I taught graphic design for the last 30 years. I taught my last class last spring um, and really took the school, when I started at the, um, at the college at Sage, it was a two-year school, much like DCAD, a two-year private mm-hmm. accredited school. And I, um, I, we, we transferred into a four-year program, and I created the four-year program at Sage in graphic design, which is now thriving. So, Sounds, sounds like you're, the, the breadth of background that you have is, is just ideal it's for, been, for it, what DCAD it's has It's been to ideal, offer. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I certainly understand uh, our students and, and current students who come in and really don't know exactly what they want to do. And the good news is you don't have to do one thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So many of the fields are combined in crossovers. You know, I had a background also. I had a minor in photography. Well, that served me very well in graphic mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. years. 
And, uh, and the kinds of work, I'm still a working artist. I still do my own work. I had work in our faculty show this fall. And now um, a lot of it's very much digitally based. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I use the programs that our students use, Photoshop and Illustrator. And, you know, the, the kinds of things that come out the other end are kind of mashups. And I think that's, I, that's where the art world is. And mm-hmm, I think it's mm-hmm. great. And we mm-hmm. have all that at DCAD. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what being in upstate New York, how, how did DCAD get onto your radar screen? Well, that's an interesting story. I was actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, sent me the, uh, you know, the call from the search firm. I, I certainly wasn't looking for a job. I was the academic dean at, at SAGE at the Albany campus and really was quite content, a tenured professor, and, you know, uh, just thought I would be there for the long haul. Uh, she sent me the uh, call, and I, I looked at it and saw a president at the top and thought, oh, oh, for goodness sakes, <laughs> <laughs> what is she thinking? Uh, and uh, I wrote back to her, and I said, thank you so much. That's very sweet of you to think so highly of me. And she was a person that I, I had a lot of respect for, and she said, you, you need to reread that. And once I did do that, I, I realized there was this wonderful little treasure in Wilmington, Delaware, called the Delaware College of Art and Design that I knew nothing about. And um, the more I read, the more I was intrigued. And I had a conversation with the search firm, and they thought I was well-matched because of my background at SAGE. Um, and, you know, fun fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it through the process. Mm-hmm. and. And I'm really delighted to be here because DCAD is such an incredible and special school. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I feel blessed and very lucky to be able to have an opportunity to lead it. Mm-hmm. Now, as the president of the college, do you still have an opportunity to do any teaching? You know, that's that's an interesting, I suppose that I could, and I certainly mm-hmm. would. Uh, I respect my academic dean enough to mm-hmm. know that if she she wants me in the classroom, I would happily pop back in. Um, but I think right now I have a lot of work to do right. on the administrative sure. side, so I'm going to concentrate my efforts with that. Yeah. And really, you know, getting out there to tell the story about what we are doing, mm-hmm. um, I think is really where my talents are best used right now. Right. And because uh, I don't think we uh, informed our listeners, you only started in August. I started in August. So it's uh, about five months now. Exactly. That you've been here. Yes. Yeah. So, so what have been the largest learning curves you've had to uh, hurdle? Well, there was no handbook that said, you know, how to be the president, but I didn't have one when I became a mother either. <laughs> so, you know, I think like with any job, you, 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 you know a certain amount going in and mm-hmm. then there's all kinds of curveballs and surprises. And there have been some of those, but I have to say maybe the biggest surprise and and welcoming thing is how wonderful the community is in Delaware. Um, I I am beyond impressed with the arts community here, really with all the leaders of the cultural organizations and and the the city in general has really embraced me, made me feel welcome, opened the doors, uh, provided opportunities for me to meet people in record time. And I wasn't having that happen in, in New York. I mean, first of mm-hmm. all, it's a bigger mm-hmm. state with, you know, big geographical barriers. But, I, you know, there, there wasn't the same sort of let's work together collaborative culture that I've found instantly here. 
that is just so, uh, it's so wonderful. And it really has enabled me to get to my work a lot faster than I think I would have been able to, to do. So I'm able to call, um, you know, uh, Joseph at the, at the contemporary and mm-hmm. say, who do you know who does such and such? And, uh, and I can get an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could call David Cole at the Hagley Museum and, and ask him a question. Or I could call um, Laverne Harmon at Wilmington University and mm-hmm. ask her. These are all people that I've gotten to know mm-hmm. in the last five months. And I'm, I just feel so very lucky. Mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, th- that is one of the great things about Delaware. I- I've often said, well, I haven't said it. Many people say <laughs> what what's great about Delaware is that everybody knows everybody. Uh, that can have a flip side right, to it yes. as well. But <laughs> <laughs> so people but, have told me. Right, but but that, right. that is great. Now, the other question I have for you uh, before we look more th- at uh, DCAT itself, and that is this. Um, as an artist, do you find you still have time to practice as an artist? Great question. I mean, you know, somebody said to me once, uh, you always have time, you always make time for what you really want to do. And I have found that to be true every single day. So if I want to get up and exercise, I will. If I don't, I won't. Um, In being an artist, uh, one of the one of the things that really enables you to do your art is having your tools kind of at the ready. And so we were lucky enough to find a house, and uh, the house was owned by an artist uh, who's since moved out of the area, but it had a studio space. Oh, nice. And so during the holidays when we had a little break and I was able to unpack, I was able to set up my studio for the first time in Mm -hmm. a couple of years. So, yes, the answer is yes, I will be able to continue to make work. Um, And I I always force myself to make work. Mm-hmm. because you can't help but when you're an artist. And I also think as a leader, you have to practice what you preach. Right, right. So. Now, in, in that artwork, are, are you gravitating back to the printmaking or the fine you art? You know, or? it's all coming together. So um, one of the things that I love to talk to students about is the process. And I often talk about this period in my own art making where I discovered that mistakes were the key to getting to that next level. Mm-hmm. So embracing your mistakes. And that happened when I took students on uh, the first international trip I ever led. We went to London in the summer of 2005. Well, it was a great trip until our very last day when London had a terrorist attack. Mm. And so we were there, and uh, I was on my way, actually, to meet the students at the National Portrait Gallery, and uh, I was a little bit late for the train, a mistake, Mm -hmm. uh, except that that train was bombed. Wow. And so, um, and long story short, the, the, uh, the interesting thing about it was I had only scheduled one day where I had some free time. I was teaching the rest of the time. And it was the day after the terrorist attack, so as you can imagine, it wasn't a great day to go out with your camera and really, you know, capture what London was like, except I did. Mm -hmm. And I did capture what London was like that day. And then I had a second weird coincidental mistake where I had stepped, you know, they were, it was digital photos, and I'd stepped on the end of the USB cord Mm -hmm. and crunched it. So I took a key and tried to pry it open and 
I downloaded the pictures, but they came in all, um, you know, they were messed up. Mm -hmm. And so two years later, I was getting ready for a faculty show and I was going through some, you know, work that I'd created and I looked at these pictures new and I, it hit me that that was exactly what London was like that day. It was Mm. frenetic. It was jumpy. It was crazy. Uh, so the images I had captured were actually quite accurate. And mm-hmm. I really started to, and uh, I'm no John Cage, but certainly, you know, I started to embrace what the, what the technical aspects of the instrument, the camera, the messed up USB cord, what they had contributed and what I had seen and how that all came together to really create a portrait of London that I couldn't have conceived if I sat down at a canvas to mm-hmm. paint it. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you work with, you know, this, there's multiple places by which to start something. Right. And it really opened up my eyes about just being comfortable starting wherever you need to start. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all about that creative process. Right. Yeah. 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 And that can come from, you know, multiple points. And, and, and you know, so what I talk to students about is, you know, failing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually, you know, I, I thought those images were a fail and I had them tucked away for no one to see. And then uh, they ended up being some of my more popular work hmm. and, um, and people can really respond to them once I take them through the process of their creation. That well, sense? I, I want to turn now to uh, Delaware College of Art and Design and, and how your, the expertise you bring to the institution uh, translates into what the college has to offer for the students. But let me first remind our listeners you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDEL. Our guest in the studio today is the president of the Delaware College of Art and Design, Gene Dahlgren. Uh, Gene, uh, for our listeners who aren't as familiar with the Delaware College of Art and Design, a little bit about its its history. It, it, it just recently celebrated its 20th anniversary, it I believe, did, yes. which really is quite a milestone uh, in downtown Wilmington. It, it is. And I, I have to say that the history of DCAD, I think, is fascinating. So um, the Wilmington Renaissance Corporation, working with the city 20 years ago, put out an RFP. Uh, looking at models like the Savannah College of Art and Design uh, in terms of what sort of uh, cult- cultural institution can transform a downtown. And they settled upon trying to bring in an art college. And so they put out, literally put out an RFP. And who responds to the RFP but one of the largest and most prestigious institutions on the planet, Pratt Institute, mm-hmm. and the Corcoran in Washington, D.C.? And they come together. Uh, I like to say uh, if the Corcoran and Pratt had a baby, it's DCAD, (laughs) um, because it kind of did work like that, except that the city was also at the helm from the beginning. Many of the uh, movers and shakers are still working in Wilmington um, in various and sundry efforts. Um, and, and, And really gave birth to the opportunity. Uh, The first class, I don't remember how many students were in it, but small, maybe Mm -hmm. 20 students, I'm thinking, maybe a few more. Um, But more each year growing. And um, so the the college, uh, I think it was in 2002, 2003, became kind of a separate entity. And that was suggested by our accrediting agencies to really kind of emerge on our own. We had Mm -hmm. proven our proven ourselves enough and created programs that had enough substance 
to be able to kind of separate from the the, the motherships, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Although we still have uh, great relationships with Pratt Institute, the Corcoran is going to have been folded under George Washington University. Right. Uh, but we we really treasure that those founding mm-hmm. the, the founders, the founding principles. Mm-hmm and the relationship with the city that gave birth to it. And you are accredited by the Middle States Commission on Higher Education, as well as the National Association of Schools of Art and Design. That's right. Uh, so it, it's uh, kudos to you. Uh, let's let's uh, explore a little bit the, the range of programs uh, that DCAD has to offer. And I'm, I'm reminded in something you said earlier, I remember an interview, not one I conducted, but an interview with the then president of Pixar Films, uh, and he was asked the question about uh, where do you look for employees for Pixar? Do you look for people with the the computer technology background? And he says, oh, no, absolutely not. (laughs) He said that the software anyone can learn. He said, I look for people with creative design experience. And and that's, I, I know you have a strong emphasis in, uh, various aspects of design, hence the College of Art and Design. We so do. Let's hear about the range of programs. It, it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have um, five major programs right now, animation, illustration, graphic design, fine art, and photography. Uh, and then we're exploring new areas and actually some really interesting partnerships. It's a little too early to, to announce mm-hmm. those, but certainly we're exploring opportunities with other majors uh, that – you know, I think I think we'll have some traction and, and be attractive to uh, incoming students. Our degree programs are two years, so a student would complete uh, the first two years of uh, of four year degree program of Bachelor of Fine Arts at DCAD. Um, and originally, we were founded as a transfer institution. Again, mm-hmm. thinking about who gave birth to us, that makes sense. I think what sort we're of a, a feeder school. a feeder yeah. school, sure. Yeah. Um, and we and we very much are still that we're we're a very a, attractive to um, institutions. We have what's called an articulation agreements with many other schools, uh, which I'll enumerate in a minute. But the the sweet spot with that is that we get those students. You know, we bring them up to college readiness, mm-hmm, right? We do mm-hmm. that hard work those first four semesters, mm-hmm. making sure they're college ready, they're succeeding. They're getting good grades. They're completing those initial foundation courses, getting those skills, and then they transfer. The list last year at graduation was so impressive. It was the the, the gold standard of schools that mm. they're transferring to. Mm-hmm. But what we're also finding, and this is, uh, is something that we're going to be exploring through our strategic planning process this coming year, is we're finding increasingly that we have students coming to us um, from from multiple pathways who are interested in just completing the two-year degree mm-hmm. and then seeing what options are available. I think of a student that we have currently who completed a four-year degree in mathematics, mm-hmm. very successful, uh, but that was not her passion. Interesting. And she wanted to pursue her passion, so she came back to do a two-year degree at DCAD. She didn't want to do another four-year degree. I can understand that. But she wanted to be able to find an accredited school that would kind of fast track her ability to get an entry level job in the field. And I, I reviewed her portfolio myself uh, in the fall, and and she's she's going to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just is fantastic. So that's kind of uh, you know something that wouldn't be you, you know you wouldn't expect to see. I think 
uh, at DCAD, but we have students like that who are returning for what I call the passion degree, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that's burning in their soul that they w- have wanted to do their whole lives. So we have returning students. We also have students who can't afford four years of college. Right. Uh, increasingly, students in this particular generation do not want to take on the level of debt that's you know uh, unprecedented mm-hmm. in the history of higher education. And so they're looking to complete their degree program at DCAT. Maybe they'll go on later. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And many of them do. Some of them enter the field. We've had several, two of our top students last year got jobs with their two-year degree immediately upon graduation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, these are the kinds of questions I think we're exploring as we look forward from our 20th year to the future to see, you know, can we offer the kinds of programs and and um, and uh, technical training that will help our students get jobs with the two-year degree. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, what were the various programs? There, I know there are different areas. I, I animation, I believe, graphic design, animation, illustration, illustration graphic design, photography, and fine arts okay. are our okay. primary majors right now. And students do in the foundation year. They're often taking common courses like two-dimensional design and three-dimensional design. This year we have a fantastic partnership, again, something that I, I love Wilmington for, uh, with NextFab, which is over on Tattnall Street, and that's a maker space where they're using, our students have a classroom space there, and they're using high-tech equipment to in their first year to develop uh, three-dimensional sculptures and projects, and it's just fantastic. Well, Jean, I can't believe we're running out of time. I'm just <laughs> looking at the clock now. We, I have to have you back because there's so much more that DCAT is doing. So much more. Uh, uh, with, with community engagement and, and engagement with the, the, the public schools in Delaware. Uh, Jean Dal- Dahlgren from uh, Delaware College of Art and Design, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.